Hey guys, before we get started, we are going to talk a little bit about the same thing we talked about in episode 199, side A. That is the auction to help Doug Wilson, a musician from Austin, Texas. As you guys might remember, we had uh, Zach Loy on on episode 188. He is the traveling guitarist with Live. He's recorded with Live. And as a guitarist, he has access to some pretty badass guitars, one of which is a vintage 1978 Gibson Les Paul uh, Pro with P90s. Now, I only kind of know what that means, but I've seen pictures of it. And the other two guys on the show have also seen pictures of it. And what what is your opinion of this guitar? It looks like a guitar. It's like a guitar. <laughs> I know nothing about guitars, so Omar's be- going to have to take that. Um, it is a It's a guitar that stands out among other guitars. Um, you know, Les Paul's, that's like one of the original electric guitars. They're awesome. Um, Slash from Guns N' Roses plays Les Paul. Like, it's it's a no, It's a well-known guitar. But this one's gorgeous. It's black with all gold hardware. It's outlined in gold, like the body of the guitar itself. Um, it is, it's, it's a gorgeous, <laughs> it is a gorgeous, gorgeous guitar. And for the opportunity to own it for a, just for, a, for $10, to to put your name in on this um on this um auction raffle yeah raffle not a, I said auction I think but it's a raffle fundraising fund yeah raffle fundraising opportunity right um you're never going to get an opportunity like this it is stunning um if I'm not I'm 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 more into the drums but P90s I believe refers to the pickups on the guitar which are yeah, also solid gold not I'm I'm sorry not actual gold but they're cold gold colored um I mean, this is the type of guitar where, you know, any, you name most rock songs, you know, like Led Zeppelin, whatever you want to, whatever, like, this is probably the, the the guitar that you're hearing, like, this 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 make and model. Um, jump on it, because you're not going to get a chance like this yeah. again. <laughs> so, so, this raffle, it's uh, $10 per ticket. If you want 20 tickets, it's $100, so basically buy one, get one free when you get to that point. Uh, you can reach this raffle which ends at the beginning of September, I believe September 2nd, so you want to jump on this in the next couple days as of this recording. You can go to uh, Instagram, ZachLoy26, that's Z-A-K-L-O-Y 26, and up in his bio you will find a link for it. Also on all of the Gimme 5 podcast social medias, I have also posted a link uh, to this, and all of this money is going to a family in need. I didn't really mention it at the beginning because... I don't know too much about the situation, not that it matters, but um, the man, the guy passed away, Doug Wilson passed away, and he has a, his, uh, has a baby on the way. His wife has a baby on the way. So this, all of this money, 100% of this money goes to help out um, his wife and their unborn baby. So do your best to help, and uh, we thank you from the bottom of the Give Me Five podcast hearts, at least the two of us that have hearts. I'm not going to speculate on who the third person is. I'm looking at you, Omar. <laughs> I was actually referring to myself when I said it. <laughs> maybe we, maybe it's none of us have hearts or souls. Uh, okay, now back to our regularly scheduled podcasting goodness. You are listening to the Gimme Five Podcast, episode 199, Side B.
This is the Gimme 5 Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast reviewing things you love today and the things you loved yesterday, unless it's the movie we're reviewing today, uh, in case, in, in which case, if you loved it, I I can't help you. Uh, my name is Slim Razor, and I'm joined by Baby Pterodactyl. <laughs> and Cater Puppy. <laughs> I knew that my baby pterodactyl <laughs> lessons would somewhere pay off. Six years paid off. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were like, Why are you taking baby pterodactyl lessons as one of your electives in college? Someday. <laughs> Someday You'll I'm going to watch Mom. House You'll 2. <laughs> Why don't you do something involving math or business? No. No. That sounds useful. <laughs> well, if you haven't noticed, this is a side B episode. Um, we're going to talk about House 2, the second story. And, of course, we're going to answer our Give Me Five uh, question of the week. Okay. I, I don't know. I kind of feel like we might do two questions of the week, but we'll get into that later. Um, I feel like the question of the week should have been, how can I erase House 2, the second story, from my memory? But um, I guess that's not. We decided on something else. But mushrooms and electroshock therapy <laughs> is what I would suggest. Blunt force trauma. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm halfway down a bottle of vodka. So you know, I, I try not to think about this with these movies because I do fear that the brain only has so much compartmentalization, and the more times I watch something like House Two, the more times I forget something that might be important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after this one, uh, I might forget how to drive. Because this one was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we do this for you people out there, and I hope you appreciate it. They don't. Because, they don't. you know, I watch, I watch this movie and, like, you know, I, I might not remember how to do 3D graphics anymore, which is kind of important to my job teaching 3D graphics. <laughs> um, Rob might forget how to do sutures, <laughs> which is even worse. Well, I don't do sutures anyway, so it's okay. Or maybe you do and you just don't remember. Well, the, oh. there, that could be. <laughs> like, like, Rob, why are you standing there just holding that needle and thread? I don't know. And his response is, of course, going to be, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> but there was a baby pterodactyl in that movie. <laughs> See, Your Honor, what had happened was... <laughs> <laughs> well, so, um, quick question. Are we going to spoil anything, or what do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk. I'll cover about spoilers here, so... <laughs> when we talk about this movie, we're going to talk about some outlandish crap that hap- that happens in this movie. Uh, and guess what? It's not going to matter because the movie's terrible. Uh, it is not good in any way, shape, or form. So even if we tell you about the outlandish crap that happens in it, you're going to forget anyway. So it's not really much of a spoiler. Just... Uh, Unless, don't start a letter writing campaign over us spoiling House 2. Because we will mock you (laughs) on our very next episode. Incessantly. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, my next episode will be like, this is Jim Smith, uh, the dipshit that was upset about us spoiling House 2. Like, that will be the title of our next episode, if you are angry about that. We're going to get a letter from Jubals because he wants to be in his, have his name in the title. <laughs> he can be, he should have been on for this. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so what do we got here? Let's. Uh... Did you see the breaking news that just came through? Uh, Ed Asner. Yeah. When uh, I saw that earlier, Wait. I that was also my fault. I like literally in the kitchen. Okay, so we're we're taking an aside here. By the way, we're going to go off on a lot of asides this episode because there's really not a lot to say about House Two. Um, Other than prob- it sucks. Yeah. Um, but yesterday in the kitchen, I was playing. We were doing some stuff in the house, and I was playing um, trailers for upcoming Disney Plus shows for my kid to see what he wanted to watch. And there's a new show coming out uh, called "It's Like the Adventures of Doug," uh, which is you know the dog from Up. Mm-hmm. And oh, cool. in one of in one of the clips, there the old guy from Up is there, and that is Ed Asner. And you son I, of a bitch. I literally said yesterday in the kitchen to my wife, I was like, "Oh, they, wow, they got his voice. It's you know he's. I'm surprised he's still alive, much less still doing voiceovers." And then he literally died today, one day later. <laughs> okay, Greg, that's unacceptable, buddy. All right, Rob, what do we do? Completely about this? uncalled for. Like, Greg. what do we do? How do we handle this? Hey, you guys be careful. Else I'm going to say your name three times in front of a mirror. <laughs> at which point we will show up at your house and poop in your toilet. Yeah. Yeah, think that through, Greg. <laughs> Are you really sure that's what you want? Listen, if you yeah, could do yeah. that around dinner, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. so Ed Asner has passed Ed Asner has passed away, and you're hearing this live. Uh, no pun intended, I guess. Uh, because we are recording on Sunday when it has happened. So. Okay, let's talk about House 2, the second story. Well, I don't want and, to. Now I'm all bummed out because Ed Adner's not. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that. And no. we're going to get yeah. even more bummed out talking about this movie, House 2, the second story, that was released on August 28th of 1987. was directed by Ethan Wiley. And is it Wiley or Willie? I think it's Wiley. I think I'm it's sure Wiley. he's changed his name by now. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Stars Ari Gross, Jonathan Stark. Winter is coming. Royal Dano, <laughs> Bill Maher, John Ratzenberger, Lar Park Lincoln, Amy Yazbek, Gregory Walcott, Dwyer Brown, Lenora May, Devin DeVasquez, and Jane Modine. I think that covers House 2. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Okay, guys. Have a great weekend. Catch you later. <laughs> the new owner of a sinister house gets involved with reanimated corpses and demons searching for an ancient Aztec skull with Magic powers. Right. Sure. I I still don't get... Because he's like, oh, there's this really powerful magical skull. We should find it. And then he does jack shit with it. He, he literally finds the magical artifact he was looking for and then does jack shit with it. I'm like, why, why were you looking for this? I don't understand. And for Christ's sake, why are they not locking up the damn skull? I mean, the thing was stolen like six times in a half an hour. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've noticed how angry Rob sounds in the first minute of talking about this movie, it should give you an idea of how bad it is. Oh, my God. Fucking Bill Maher plays a douchebag who steals this guy's wife, and he doesn't even fight it. He's just like, whatever. All right, you can have her. I'll just, I'll just go steal this chick from history and and rescue her from Aztec, uh, Aztec, uh, uh, an Aztec sacrifice altar, and you know we'll we'll get married and have babies and live in the old west. I'm like, 
What? Yeah, nothing. What the fuck just happened? Because <laughs> I'm I don't I don't know what is going on. So I, I want to talk a little bit real quick about a a Twitter conversation that I had before I watched this movie. This, this, first of all, the very first thing I want to say is this movie and the first one have fantastic box art slash poster art. The yeah. like disembodied that's zombie true. hand. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Ringing the doorbell and all that. Yeah, yeah. and very and memorable say, posters. And I will say that this is quite possibly the worst. Uh, what is the contrast between the box art and the the movie I've ever seen? Where mm-hmm. the movie makes you think there's going to be some awesome disembodied zombie scariness, and we don't get that. That's actually, now, you know what? Now that you say that, the box art is more reminiscent of Evil Dead. Yeah, actually, very true. <clears throat> Didn't really realize that until just now. I and even it, still remember the tagline from the first House movie because it was on the poster. What, what, Ding dong, you're dead, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, I remember that. And the first one wasn't anywhere near as bad as the second one, by the way. Correct. Still a little bit weird, and I think we'll get to that. But anyway, so I had this... Someone put up this thing on Twitter that said said something along the lines of, what is the worst... Yes. Insta-face. What is the worst ever uh, movie sequel? And I was like... Superman 4. Superman (laughs) 4, Jaws 4, within two weeks of each other. One week, sir. One yeah. week. Yeah, one week. They came yeah. out one week apart. What a shit show that week in 87 was. There are people that never went to the movie theater again to this day. Right. They're still, like, sitting in the corner rocking back and forth holding, like, a empty box of popcorn after seeing those two movies and back And rocking back. in the shower or some shit. Yeah. And they're going, there was a Titanic movie? I didn't even know. Yeah. Right. Because they... Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. I love the Jaws movies. I am going to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, like, oh, that was bad. But next week, I've got Superman four, and I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> why, why did the bad man hurt me? <laughs> but Timmy so anyway, was never the same again. <laughs> <laughs> he will run screaming from the room if you show him one box of Junior Mints. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I wrote that, and there was someone right afterwards that actually said House Two. Um, and that person was uh, Brady McGuire. I actually um, spoke to her in her uh, Twitter handle. If you want to follow someone for fun movie conversation and other things is uh, at B-R-A-D-I-E-M-C-G-U-I-R-E. And she re- so she said House 2. And I was like, oh, that movie actually came out this week in 1987. Uh, she said, wow, the fact the fact that this that I mentioned the movie, what 20, whatever, what, was it 30 years now? I don't know, remember how long it's been 31 32 years uh is actually more eerie than anything in the entire house two movie that's and that actually that actually painted my my viewing of this movie because i was looking for anything remotely eerier than the fact that someone mentioned it 30 something years later on the same week yeah there was nothing there's not a single thing that gave me any sort of remotely spooky feel which makes me sad because i like i like haunted house movies i like spooky this is just so bad that it's <clears throat> when the main zombie character shows up, which is fairly early in the movie. It it just completely it takes you out of the movie completely. Like it, he doesn't realize that he's a zombie for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and then when he finds out, he's like, 
you know, he, he reminds me of the characters out of like uh, Back to the Future Part 3 when they're in the Old West. That's the first thing I thought of. And, I mean, Back to the Future Part 3 hadn't come out yet, but I'm just saying, watching it, ha- watching this movie again this week, uh, that's what it reminded me of. And he's like crying <laughs> that he's old. And it's just weird. It just, it just doesn't... That's well, the least of are... the movie's problems. What about the fact that he's this Crystal Skull's defender? He's a friggin' cowboy. He comes with a gun on his hip, and the only people he ever pulls the gun on are the ones who are trying to help him. Not the people who are stealing the skulls. I mean, he gets knocked over how many times? By the people yeah. who just wander in and steal the skull? And he never once pulls his... I don't, I don't even remember if he pulled his gun on Slim Razor. What in tarnation? Yeah. That's a good, that's actually a really good point. I didn't even realize that. I would think I was so bored at that point that I didn't even know. I'm like, what the F, dude? Use your gun. (laughs) It's probably some badass cult. (laughs) You're from the Old West. Shoots ghost bullets. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, really? He doesn't ever run out. It was a terrible movie. And the only people he pulled the gun on were his his great-great-great-grandson or whatever the hell he was supposed to be. I don't even know anymore. Well, what's funny is like if you made a list of things that I find interesting but not scary, this movie has like all of them. Like I find the Old West interesting and the history behind it interesting, but not scary. And there's a lot of that in there. Egyptian stuff. Yeah, I think adventure. I think Indiana Jones. I don't think this. Agreed. Um, even even dinosaurs, which I used to think were awesome and interesting, and then I watched this out of thunder. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps Have to on get that giving. One. That movie. Damn you, Omar. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, even that, like, you know, dinosaurs were scary when watching Jurassic Park, but claymation dinosaurs that are played for adorableness, it's like there's not one iota of scariness. They tried to pull all of that away for absurdity and comedy and whatever, but you could still make a good comedy movie with actual horror elements. Um, and I'll mention, like, Scream, for example. Right. You know, has and, – and by the way, this movie is mentioned in Scream too. Did you know that? Did you catch is that? it? It is when they're talking about um, the top sequels of all time, the best, the best second movies because they do that thing with in Scream movies. Mm-hmm. So the best second oh, movies. Yeah, they yeah, say yeah. they mention um, Aliens and Godfather Two and House Two, which I believe the latter is tongue in cheek. Uh, that's clearly. Meant I was going to say the person who suggested that one was actually the next person murdered, right? I hope so. One would hope. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. No, it is. Uh, it gets a mention in Scream 2 um, as being one of the best sequels ever mentioned alongside Terminator 2 and Godfather 2, not Aliens. Um, close enough, though. And uh, they assume that the reference is sarcastic. but For sure, it's sarcastic. There's no way. Wow. Okay. Had to be. Yeah. <clears throat> so this the, the opening of this movie, I want to talk a little bit about that because it, it only loosely has any bearing on the entire movie. Um, what was the opening? I don't remember anymore. So the opening is them frantically giving the baby a baby away outside of the house in a long time ago. Now it does, of course, the baby, of course, you see later as an adult. But the goings on of the house are not. They don't really. Uh, it seems more ghosts than what you get with House Two, like different type of haunted house. This is other realms, not ghosts shaking things right this is my science project meets ghosts well played that's a good one yeah 
Yeah, I think it's about right. Um, but My Science Project was a better movie. It was. True. That was like, what, episode 180, maybe? Something like that? I don't know. Although I will admit the bar is not very high with this movie. Fair enough. The What about the house in this movie? Did it, anything exciting about the house? No. It looked like a fucking museum. There, yeah, on the inside, it was like all Egyptian stuff. The outside was like... Carved granite and shit? Yeah. I didn't even notice the house, and the movie's called House. I, I Was there any, by the way, was there any connection to the first movie? in this there was a house i mean other than they, were, <laughs> they, they lived in a house <laughs> and that was it right there was no other yeah, pretty much okay the house uh, itself is I, I did a little bit of research on the house um it is at 2421 figueroa street in los angeles it has been in other movies uh it was in a movie that i completely forgot existed but i did see uh it was in silence of the hams that's the, fine. <laughs> the parody of Silence of the Lambs. Uh, after Midnight, Captains and Kings, Bionic Woman, and Mad Men. It, um, so it's a, it does have a little bit of history behind it um, beyond movies. But it... the, the outside of the house kind of reminded me of like uh, Murder House from American Horror Story Season 1. Yeah, um, it totally did. That's a great and, season. It also kind of reminded me, um, not, not quite as grand a scale, but the, uh, the Hill House, Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, true. I'm looking. Okay. It has a name. But you're right about the murder house thing. And by the way, that's like a fantastic season of American Horror Story for those of you who have never mm-hmm. seen it. That, I didn't the, like it. Season one? Nope. Oh my God, I thought it was great. But I, when season one finished, my thought on season one was, if all the other seasons are like this, I'm going to lose interest real quick. Because it's it suffer it suffers from the whole Game of Thrones thing. Where if you keep killing off the characters that we care about, why do we continue to watch it? And I think that's kind of what happened with um, Walking Dead. Because once you start killing off the characters that everybody watches for or everybody cares about, wants to know what's going to happen with, and you're left with new characters that nobody's really formed any kind of established bond with, I mean, why watch? Yeah, that that's what happened to me when when Negan showed up and killed... Negan, two, yeah. Negan, is that what it was? Negan? Mm-hmm. That was season seven. I want to say the and the I final the final watching the final one that I watched was when Carl died. Let's see, I didn't even know that. I I didn't even get that far. I, I was like, I, I was like, all right, because at that point, all that was left was what um, Carol and Rick and Maggie. But Rick's gone now too. Yeah, but Maggie wasn't even season one. So the original people from season one were Daryl. Carol and Rick, and I think those were the only ones left. At and Carol's the, the only one left now, one. right? I think oh, I'm, they... I'm supposed to pull you guys back to to House Two. Uh, this is more except this conversation is far more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it is the the house, but I, I'm going to pull you guys back. You did give me enough time to research here. Okay, the, that is the um the house is called the Stimson House. It was actually built in uh eighteen eighteen ninety one. Oh, when I was born, that's the year I was born. Yeah. By uh, Thomas Douglas Stimson, he was a uh, lumber uh, financier, a lumberman slash financier for, out of Chicago. So he had no problem uh, getting wood to build the house. Well, it was mostly made out of rock, but yeah, God I don't know why it's not mind. made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Way to pay attention, uh, Omar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Uh, it was designed uh, by... They literally Kurt. showed the inside of the house in the first five minutes of the movie. You lost interest by then? Nobody yeah, said yeah. any lines yet. Uh, designed by architect Carol H. Brown. Basically, um, he built this thing in 1891. He had died by 1898, and his um, uh, wife lived there till 1904, and... Then it, in 1940, this is actually kind of interesting, it got sold over to uh, USC to be a fraternity house uh, for Pi Cap Alpha, which are the Pikes. Those are the um, big party ones. Those are the big party jocks. Um, the Yeah. Uh, so if you know anything about fraternities, you know which ones those are. I remember and hearing the about house, Pikes in college, yeah. Th- yeah, the house uh, still stood. Um, so that means it was very well built because if it survived a bunch of Pikes – than it did. Um, <laughs> all of the people in the neighborhood were a little bit annoyed that there was uh, uh, parties going on late at night in a regular residential area, and they offered the Pi Cap Alpha $70,000 for the re- residents, and they, they ended up taking it. $70,000 for something right in the heart of downtown L.A., right near USC. <laughs> that was a bargain. That's a hell of a bargain. Yep. Uh, it eventually became part of the historic a historic cultural monument in Los Angeles on May of 1979. Uh, and then they filmed the movie House 2 there, and it has now been razed to the ground because no one wants anything horrible like that to ever happen again. No, that's Never. <laughs> but, I mean, to answer your question, Rob, I didn't even realize I had seen this movie before for, like, 20 minutes. Until, like, <laughs> like whatever stuff was happening, I was like... Oh, this looks familiar. Okay. I, I have actually. I thought I hadn't seen the movie. You didn't recognize it until it got to the Naked Barbarian, did you? And then you were like, oh, I remember. No, it was, uh, before that, actually, but point taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> this this movie is would probably be one of my first uh, pieces of evidence when someone's like, Practical effects are better than computer effects. Well, and when I say, well, not always, I think that there's a lot of scenes from this movie could, they could absolutely fill in my argument there. Because this is the type of thing I think of when people say that. Now, of course, well, I actually do computer generated effects, so. But I'm a but that lost. argument is also is is also I mean because if you take shitty computer effects and use good practical effects. The practical effects are going to look better every time. If you take shitty practical effects and use good computer effects, the practical effects are going to look shitty. So, I mean, it's all relative. I mean, not. I like to, a common. I like a combination of both. Um, abso- absolutely, sure. but but to but to judge all practical effects by the garbage that was put forth in this movie isn't fair either. Is what I was getting at because the practical effects in this movie were not good. Let's let's get that out of the way. They were not good. The part I think for creature effects, I tend to lean towards comp- uh, computer generated. Um, I think for explosions and damage and things and lead characters, I lead towards practical, personally. And That's I think fair. in this movie, the creature effects were god awful. I, I would agree to a point because I think the creature effects. I think large creature effects are better with CG, except for Sound of Thunder, um, <laughs> because we've we've all seen absolutely horrendous large creature CGI that's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like 
uh, small creature special effects, practical effects work better. So stuff like stuff like chestbursters and aliens, the way that they set those up, those practical effects, I think were were possi- quite possibly better than what they could have done with CG. Baby Yoda is mm-hmm. a, is a small puppet, although they do make the eyes um, a little more lifelike in CG. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a that's I was watching a documentary the other day, which is why my child said the thing about stormtroopers, his little moment of geniusness. Mm. I'm yeah. telling you, you need to write all that shit down and put out a book when he's like 20, and you, you could pay for his college. You really? That's a good point. That's yeah, a good for idea the, for the listeners out there. We were I was watching the making of uh, Mandalorian season two with my kid, and he was he was looking at the TV, looks at me, he's like, said something about what is it the I think that an actor Be, playing. If, if you're an actor and you play a stormtrooper, that's the best job ever. All you have to do is shoot, miss, and fall down. Yeah, that's about right. And he nailed it. <laughs> it's, he, he's 100% correct. When he's talking about other things, he's a genius. Sometimes when he talks about me, his words hurt. <laughs> Still genius, though. So <laughs> The truth hurts, Greg. Daddy, Daddy, why do all the other daddies have hair? <laughs> <laughs> Because oh, they don't have you as their son, son. <laughs> F you, genetics. Daddy, I thought only mommy could be pregnant. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a Swiss cake roll incident, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. I told you, I was locked in with eight boxes of Swiss cake rolls. We locked down literally one week after the buy one, get one free little Debbie snack cake thing, okay? That's fine. Judge me. And true. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, okay, so let's... We've talked about the house. But, well, we talked a little bit about the practical effects. So what are the practical effects we're here? We've got a baby pterodactyl. A caterpuppy. The caterpuppy was adorable. The makeup special effects on the zombie guy. There's one scene where um, the main... I, I don't even know the characters' names. I'm not even going to pretend to try. The main characters, he's got to like climb up to this bird nest thing like the pterodactyl nest like yeah, way yeah. high up in the in a oh yeah thing. yes i know what you're talking about and they show um like the you know like the friend who's like a total idiot he's at the bottom he's like at the mm-hmm. on the ground and he's looking up and they show the character kind of climbing up this huge jack in the beanstalk looking fucking thing and the first thing i thought was you know that's clearly not a good effect and the the immediately followed was it looks like Gollum. like that's what it looked like that's what it reminded me of the way that the the shadow uh, it was intended to be this this person who was the main character it reminded me of two things also but different things one it reminded me of the rhinoceros scene in the jungle cruise like on the ride oh, where seen... there's like the pole oh and the guy is like trying to climb like it's just an animation or an animatronic mm-hmm. of this thing like going up and down and the, the horn is like on his underwear yes yeah mm-hmm. That or there was a toy where you would like it was a little plastic toy. You'd press the bottom of the thing, and it would like raise up a little dude like climbing up a pole or a tree or something like that. I remember that. Yeah, it looked like that. Yeah, you're not wrong. It was terrible. It was awful. So how did they do? Like, was that a what kind of effect was that? Stop. It was stop motion. It was stop motion, right? I wasn't telling you to stop. I was actually drinking when you asked. But it was stop motion. <laughs> I was trying not to choke to death on water. And, I, and, I, and I completely forgot about stop motion. I didn't even think about it. But yeah, that makes sense. Claymation. Yeah, that's yep. what it looked like. And that's what the pterodactyl and the the distant dinosaurs were also. Mm-hmm. 
but even like the they could have done so much even with the the cowboy like the the makeup was so the latex applique appliques appliques whatever it is were so thick that they like moved independent of his face and you could see the line between the mask and the eyes right 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 which made something that could have legitimately actually looked good and scary not be yeah you know what just flashed through my mind thinking about the the facial expressions and the way the makeup moved on his face what the co-pilot from last starfighter yeah yeah oh my god that's right yeah that's a good one very true yeah and i mean all of that stuff really hurt and i you know last night i watched house one and it was much better so this must have been a budgetary thing, which is crazy because I, I don't remember House being the first one being that big of a deal to even make them want to do a sequel. That's a good point. Like I, and I'm wondering, like it was like I've looked for stories about this. So I'm just pulling stuff out of my ass. Was there like some sort of tax situation where they're like they made a little <laughs> bit more than they wanted for the first one, and like we need to bomb the next one so that we can write it off? Yeah. Collect the insurance money, burn the negative, burn the and negative. collect the insurance. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, this movie was actually written by Fred Decker. And I don't know if you guys remember, we've talked about him quite a bit on this show. Um, Do tell. So he he wrote, um, let's see, uh, House, the first one, Night of the Creeps. Oh, which, I remember that which is a good movie, which we watched on the show. It was a Halloween movie we did. Uh, House 2, the second story. He wrote um, Ricochet, which I don't know. Uh, he wrote Robo uh, Tales from the Crypt, some episodes of that. He wrote Robocop 3. Uh, he wrote uh, The Predator. But he also, uh, I think he directed some stuff that we liked as well. Um, yeah, he directed Night of the Creeps, and he directed The Monster Squad, which came out this summer as well and directed robocop 3 so he's had quite a career yeah i'm not sure if he won too many um won too many uh awards or anything but monster squad we is uh, became a loved movie right yeah well and to be fair they they did have a small budget their their budget was apparently it looks like it was about three million dollars Oh wow! Okay, this movie's genius then. <laughs> which is which is a million and a half less than Dirty Dancing, but Dirty Dancing did so much better, or did so much more with the money that they had. I think House Two. Spent, well, they didn't have to like make a stop motion like right. Patrick I was going to say Swayze I think House ass. Two spent most of <laughs> most of their money in special effects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they had a lot of optimism that they could get some of that stuff from the script onto the screen when. Yeah, I don't. Holy know. I shit. think they could have. There was a house three and a house four. There was. I did not know that. Looks like don't house you? four was released in 1992. Oh my god! Why? <laughs> I'm, I don't mean to be a jerk. That was, the mo- that was the most emotion I've ever had heard on <laughs> the podcast. My, I, I'm. Oh my god! That's horrible. I'm having heart palpitations. <laughs> like why? <laughs> Just dial nine one one. Okay, and I'll send you my location. You can tell them where I live. And it had Kane Hodder in it too. Who? Well, Kane, uh, the, Kane Hodder is the barbarian. Uh, 
he's all he's Jason like in the later Jason movies. Mm. He's a very large, uh, large dude large that mammal. has played yeah. a lot of our favorite horror people. Okay. Uh, in fact, I believe he was actually in House Two with um, he was in House Two, but he was also uh, in one of the Friday the Thirteenth with uh, Lar with uh, Lar Park Lincoln, who was in this movie. She plays Kate mm-hmm. in this, but she was in. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Is Kate the friend's girlfriend? I think the blonde one. Okay. the The girlfriend of the main character. Oh, okay. The main character, not the friend of the main character. Got it. And then, uh, yeah, she was all in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven as Tina. So she. Mm-hmm. So they were like they just enjoyed their time so much filming this movie that they went they on just to both couldn't do, stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the reviews I found did talk about. There's a review from the New York Times talk about um, some of the casting and said, for a movie that has a very good up-and-coming comedian, it's not funny at all. And they were talking about Bill Maher, so they were kind of accurate about the fact that he was an up-and-coming comedian because he's gone on to be much more famous. But um, in playing a uh, smarmy douche canoe, they pretty much nailed the casting of that one. Uh, yeah. He... Uh, full disclosure, I- I'm a fan of his. I watch his show every week. But he... He can be, but he is a smarmy douche douche canoe. It just is what it is. But but he's really super intelligent, self righteous. That has happened. Yeah, (laughs) Rob, no, not a little. (laughs) (laughs) Rob, we're going to need you to be honest on this one, okay, buddy? (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, he nails that role. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's a reason his movie career was very short and very spot very bad. on acting. Yeah, or casting. casting. Spot on casting. Wasn't he in like Amazon Women on the Moon or something like that? <laughs> like he was in. Probably. He was in all those like terrible B movies. For a while, I, like until he got his own show and stuff, I, I always got him confused with the guy that played Arliss and that was the the uh, journalist in the first Batman movie. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, Miss yeah. Vale. Miss Vale. If you want to take a picture of me naked, you have to use a really long lens. That's Which funny. actually, I'm pretty sure, based on my knowledge of lenses, is actually the exact opposite of what you want to say. Because I think the longer the lens, the more magnification it has. Correct. So you need. I think you want you a, wide a wide angle, angle lens, lens. <laughs> yeah, which is not, a, which tend to be not as long. Which spoiler, if you want to take a picture of me nude, you don't need one of those either. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, I'm sorry. When I invited him to be part of the podcast, I didn't realize we'd learned quite so much. How do I get to him. edit the things that go out? <laughs> 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 you uh, do not. Ah, fuck it. It's fine. <laughs> I don't care. Omar okay. cannot be trusted. <laughs> Understandable. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So where where do we want to go from here? Okay. Other than to never like to to the point of where we smash our heads under the wall until we forget oh. about this movie. Um, we really haven't. I mean, so what happens? The baby goes away. Guy comes back. Inherits the house. Uh. Oh, I think the one of the the biggest things is our little friend, the electrician, that join that joins up with the crew very late in the movie. Very casually, is like, "Oh, looks like you've uh, got an alternate dimension in there. Uh, let me pull out my sword. I'll go in there and help you." And then afterwards, he's like, "Okay, I'll see you guys later. Call me if you need anything." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> this movie attempts to make John Ratzenberger into an action hero. Yes. If that one, if that right there is the description that makes might make you want to never ever see this, because that's what they decided to do. Cliff Clavin. 
And I'm assuming it was because of George Went being in the first one. But maybe, you know, it's all a jo- it's all jobs, you know, when you get acting roles. So I'm sure that when they were deciding to do the second one, they're like, hey, George Went, do you know anyone that might want to be in the first one? And then him being like turning to John Ratzenberger on the set of Cheers and being like, do you want to make a quick buck? <laughs> you don't have to do much. Just look into a thing and say crappy lines. Yeah. So he inherits the house. He goes into the basement and finds pictures of the skull, digs up his ancestor because that's where it has to be. Digs up his ancestor, finds the zombie. The zombie takes the skull. They have to protect the skull. The skull gets stolen like six times. And his wife leaves him. And then they move and live in the Old West. There's a Halloween party. Uh, Inconsequential. I like Halloween parties, though, so there's a Halloween party with, uh, you know, your typical costumes and whatnot, um, which was good because the— I literally the, just summed that movie up in 25 you did. seconds. You did. That was your, you, just did a, you just elevator pitched House 2. And it was better than the actual movie, which is, leads me to believe that's—which leads me to believe that's how it got made in the first place. Yeah, because the guy said, yeah, sure, and then the guy was like, oh, fuck, really? <laughs> oh, shit, now I gotta make a movie. I came to you on a bear on a bet, so shit. All right, I guess we'll make it. Uh, the old, ah, the old west. That's a great location. Yeah, we're not going to use any of the cool stuff, but yeah, we can do horse thieves and shootouts. No, no, we're not going to do any that. Give the cool stuff. <laughs> like when I say the old west, I'm talking about before they built anything there, just a dirt field, <laughs> like one tumbleweed. That's all we can the afford. <laughs> and two, uh, two rock glass windows. Because he just kept diving through windows. I'm like, what? Yeah. Anyway, like, this was a great movie, so <laughs> highly recommend. Did you hit your head? <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of drinks today, so. He, I was going to say he drank during the movie and then <laughs> fell down afterwards and hit his head. Yeah. There, there were uh, some cool giveaways when this movie went to the theaters as, like, advertisements. Apparently they gave away Crystal Skulls. Um like Crystal Skull Nightlights to movie theaters to get them to want to play the movie. Puppies. And uh yeah, and Caterpuppy figurines, which I saw as well. Um the Caterpuppy was actually the only thing I really liked about this movie. And the Crystal Skull looked okay, but I think this was fair warning that any movie involving a Crystal Skull, hint hint, should never ever be a thing. Nicely nicely played. Okay. Name one good movie involving a Crystal Skull. Indiana No. No. Sorry. No, that didn't no. actually happen. <laughs> That was... The house. T- no, that's not it either. <laughs> okay, nothing, nothing. There's no good movie with a crystal skull. Yeah. I think there is a vodka that comes in a crystal skull, isn't there? That actually sounds familiar. I think it's a tequila, maybe. Maybe, but it's whatever. I'm game to try it, but it's not a it's movie. It's Dan Aykroyd. So. I think it's Dan Aykroyd's uh, thing. That's right. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is a from House Two. Bippy figure was selling for forty nine ninety nine. What? Like recently? It's Crystal Head Vodka. It's the man. I, okay, that's beautiful bottle. It's vodka. Okay. Yeah, Crystal Head Vodka by Dan Aykroyd. Does it come with, like, information on UFOs? Probably. You know he's a it's huge beautiful. UFO guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dan Aykroyd. I could hang with him. He seems cool. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> he actually, if I think if we'd be willing to let him talk about UFOs and cryptids and stuff, he would actually join us on the podcast. Th- that would be awesome. And it would be like an eight-hour episode. Absolutely. 
So, so counter, there is. Did you see the counter puppy figure? Is it like cute? It's it's a piece of plastic. I'm if you just up. look up Catter Puppy, it's the first image there. Oh, yeah. It's adorable. Well, now we're all doing it. Yeah. I think it's adorable. It's like a pug with a caterpillar body. It is cute. It's super cute. Mm-hmm. When I was looking up more information about House 2, because really the movie, as we've said a million times, doesn't have much, there was a Marvel comic based on it. And the artwork on the cover of the comic actually makes the grandfather, the, the great, 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 great grandfather look awesome. A really cool, almost 70s style horror artwork, which I am a huge fan of. Um, the, it was written by, and your guys are going to get excited, but it's not the same guy, by Ralph Macchio. Yeah! Um, Wait, what? No, not that Ralph not Macchio. Not that Ralph Macchio. Um, he was actually, a, he ended up becoming an editor Wait a second. Marvel Comics. What are the chances that, like, Ralph Macchio, like, Spelled the same way. Uh, in in New York, it's actually like every there's like eight Ralph Macchios per street that's fair. up there. That's fair. Okay, fair enough. Um, but he he became an editor at Marvel Comics. He was actually much older. You can't throw a sewer rat in New York without hitting a Ralph Macchio. <laughs> that's true. What if it's eating you also can't pizza? throw a sewer rat in New York without also hitting another sewer rat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. It ricochets off a sewer rat and hits a Ralph Macchio. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. Pretty much. Circle of uh, life. This movie also, we actually almost made it the whole way through the movie without any sort of like offensive term uh, for homosexual. Right at the end, they threw it in there. <laughs> it was like it was almost like there was a checklist in every one of these '80s movies we watched. It was like I didn't yeah, even catch don't that. Be, what does he say? Yeah, the it friend. Was, uh, it was about climbing, right? Yeah, it was about climbing the post. He dropped a "Don't be a f word, Gaysler." Um, and I'm like, man, we're almost there. I swear, they almost had to have it in every movie. Be like, I, I, I don't recall it not being in it. Like, even the Care Bears movie. I don't know. <laughs> even the Care Bears movie. <laughs> it wasn't in the Care Bears movie. No. <laughs> we hope not. Birthday Bear, you're such a... <laughs> oh, my God. That's no. Funny. Glad that went away. <clears throat> uh... There was a zombie horse in this, which would look, which was okay. That was like the one stop motion thing that I was kind of okay with. It was a little jerky. They probably needed a few more frames of stop motion stuff, but but you know, I always look at stop motion like just the fact that you're trying. I give you points for that because that's a lot mm-hmm. of work. Uh, honestly, yeah. like that's a, that's so much work, right? Like like you have to do each frame or whatever, don't you? Yeah, uh, thirty. I think it's still thirty frames a, a second. Yeah. So for every second of screen thing, you have to take thirty pictures. So I, I, I can't, I can't knock anybody for like stop motion. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's a lot of fucking work. Yeah. So I appreciate that. By the way, has uh, we we kind of jumped ahead? Has uh, 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 has Ratzenberger actually been like sixty five the entire time he's been alive? Because <laughs> he so. he looked exactly as old in this as he does now and, and this i got 34 years ago yeah i gotta be careful though we have a we have our curse gotta... you bastard <laughs> God damn it oh crap i gotta make some phone calls <laughs> i just i might I have looked up and see if he's sick now you dick i gotta be careful and make i gotta now make sure that all of the uh, uh pixar characters aren't gonna sound like themselves anymore um, he really does look the same, like, 
He looks great. Yeah. No, no. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean he looks. And I think. Oh, and go ahead. No, he just looks. He's like ageless. It's pretty yeah. fucking annoying, actually. <laughs> and the, the very last thing I wanted to mention, there was a sequence in the first house movie where he sets the dude sets up a bunch of cameras aimed at a door. Does something and then run like runs down the stairs. It's one of those like multi level stairs with like the landing halfway up. Does like a short like does a shoulder roll and then runs down the rest of the stairs and he's dressed like all in military stuff and he runs out into his front yard and the neighbor's like, What are you doing? Uh George Went is like, What are you doing? That's the first one. This one there's actually another shoulder roll in the middle of nowhere. That like he when he uh when he starts blowing away the the bad dude, the bad guy zombie thing. He does like a shoulder roll. What is it? What is his name? Uh, like Blades McCutcheon or something? <laughs> razor, Slim razor. Slim Razor. Slim Razor. Yeah. So the good guy, of course, does his little shoulder roll and shoots him a couple times and blows his, his head off and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was like in both of the movies, there was a completely like superfluous shoulder roll. It was mm-hmm. like, was that like the stunt guy's like thing? That was probably in the 80s. That was the hit. thing to happen in the 80s, yeah. So everyone did a shoulder roll, have to do yep. a shoulder roll? Okay. Like you do a I shoulder it, roll. I, I want to say it happened in Die Hard. Um, like like any action flick. I want to say it happened in Lethal Weapon. I know. Uh, I've seen Schwarzenegger do it. They've all done it. Mm-hmm. It's probably... So you like do a shoulder roll, you call... <laughs> you do a shoulder roll, you call someone the F word. And then, you know, you get to... And something up, about... So and something... If it's an 80s movie, there has to be some sort of thing that, like, is derogatory toward women. There yeah. has to be. It's just part of the 80s lore. And then a mention of Ronald Reagan. <laughs> That's about it. Or Reaganomics. Which there's in this, Reagan! That had this. We should actually hit make a Gimme 5 podcast 80s movie bingo. That's That That was our drinking game, if you remember. Yeah. Interesting. Ronald Reagan. This Reagan! one had, and this one had a mention shot. of Ronald Reagan. Because the, the grandpa watched it in the TV. He was like, that guy's a pansy. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's funny. I forgot about that. I really did forget like everything about this movie. It's pretty bad. God. <laughs> okay, so we were talking. I guess we're talking about uh, Reagan here. So let's talk about the history. There were two big things that happened the weekend this came out. Um. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the one of the many coups, uh, coup attempts about for Corazon Aquino in the Philippines. Uh, she took over um, uh, in '86, I believe, and. They, the army tried to overthrow her on this weekend, and I think about 15 people died. Several hundred got hurt, but she basically, they took over a, um, a military base and a couple of radio stations, and that was eventually stopped. Uh, and Hollywood royalty passed away. That would be John Houston died at the age of 81. Oh. Um, on the Saturday after this movie came out, possibly after seeing this movie on Friday and being like, what have they done to my wonderful medium? I'll just die. He uh, was known for... Is that for... Angelica's father? It is. Unconfirmed reports that he died because of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> In his hand, they found a ripped ticket stub for House 2. Uh, Maltese Falcon, Treasure of Sierra Madre, Asphalt Jungle, and he was, in fact, Angelica Houston's dad. His last word was, of course, Rosebud. No, I'm just kidding. That's not, that <laughs> yeah. is, that's not that true. That is not no. a thing. His last word was Caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> And there's the title mm. of the episode. And his last his last words were a sound of thunder, <laughs> which hadn't even come out yet. But that's why they made it. 
Okay. Uh, well, and use in, it. okay, I, I, in fairness, that short story came out in the 50s, so let's not do that. <laughs> so it could have been that. Yes. Uh, one other thing happened this week as well, which I thought was kind of interesting. Aerosmith had their big comeback album, Permanent Vacation. That is a great record. It came out with uh, what was it was on there? Uh, Dude looks like a lady. Yep. Angel. Um, Angel. God, that sounds so, so good. good. Um, and oh, what's the other song? Uh, the well, another single from that one. Yeah, Dude looks like a lady. The other rocking single. Uh, oh my god! Oh my! All I can <laughs> think now in my mind, the only thing that's popping in is all, uh, Dude looks like songs a lady. from Pump. Yeah, or songs um, from Pump. Because uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be that guy. Pump was better. Like Pump was a I actually really really like per- the song Permanent Vacation with the airplane mixed. No, no, no. Permanent Vacation is a fantastic record and and Aerosmith is a great band. Like there's no doubt. To me, they kind of That's like a different went, band. Oh, Ragdoll. Oh, Ragdoll. Ragdoll. God damn it. That was a great video. Um Yeah. The everything after Pump sort of went to me in in my personal opinion, but um to me Pump was their pinnacle. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, permanent vacation. That's what brought them back. Like that's what put them back on the yeah. map. Like that's a f- and, fucking rec- record right there. That was a great rock. And, and roll speaking album. of music, oh yep. Speaking of music, yep. the top ten is populated by most songs that are moving up in the chart. Um, there are only two songs in the top ten that are currently dropping their way out. At number ten, we've got "Can't We Try" by Dan Hill. At number nine, we've got "It's Not Over" by Starship. At number eight, Didn't We Almost Have It All, Whitney Houston. Seven is Rock Steady from The Whisperers. Six, I Just Can't Stop Loving You by Michael Jackson with Sida Grant Garrett. Number five is Only In My Dreams, Debbie Gibson. Number four, One of the Titles on Its Way Out, Luca by Suzanne Vega. Uh Number three, Don't Don't Mean Nothing by Richard Marks. Number two, Madonna's on her way down with Who's That Girl after peaking at number one. And number one is La Bamba from Los Lobos. Mm. That's another movie we didn't get into this summer. Because it's good. It's a great movie. Yeah. And we hate ourselves. You have to remember that. If it's something we're going to enjoy, we can't do it. Well, there was also Who's That Girl. That was a movie, too. Yeah. We didn't do that one. uh, What was her name? What were speaking of movies? What were the other ones? Uh, what were the movies that were out at this time? The top ten. The top ten this week was number one was Stakeout. Number two was No Way Out. Number three was Dirty Dancing. Number four Hamburger Hill. Five The Fourth Protocol, which I'm completely unfamiliar with. Um, number six The Big Easy. Number seven Can't Buy Me Love. Number eight La Bamba. Number nine was this movie. Opened at number nine in the top ten, and number ten was born in East LA. Did you? Uh, I saw you wrote it down. Did we say it? Um, how much movie this money? How much money this movie made? Uh, I saw some estimates that said ten million. The estimate that I saw said seven point eight. Gotcha. Total. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Gross. Okay. And then a little bit more because I just watched it. All, all three of us just watched it. It's just it was bad. And there's some good movies on that top ten list that you just read. Like Born in East L.A. is a hundred times better than this movie. <laughs> and I, I would like to point out the reason we didn't do La Bombo is because it was released the same week as Superman 4. <laughs> and we we hate ourselves. 
So <laughs> if you guys are listening to this for the first time, we are called the Give Me Five Podcast because we do a top five list. We and do. this is also the end of our summer of 87 shenanigans that we are doing because it is the end of the summer of 2021. So we are closing out. We are also closing out uh, 199 episodes, which means our next episode is episode 200. And we've got some more shenanigans planned for that. And a very special movie. Very special movie for that. For the big two double pistol whip. The next guy that says shenanigans. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Escape from New York for the episode 200, which is a movie that uh, is one of my all-time favorites. So I can only do so many bad movies in a row. The first hey, person that says shenanigans. Hey, Farmer, what's the name of that restaurant downtown that you like? It's got all that goofy shit on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> the first person that says shenanigans in the Discord chat gets a shout-out next week. <laughs> <laughs> So Look let, at let's, you, uh, do our, <laughs> let's, Well, you mentioned Discord. Uh, we do have a Patreon. We do. Uh, Patreon.com slash give me five podcast. If you just give us $5 to keep us going and to force us to watch terrible movies that make us hate our lives, you get a chance to also chat with us about those movies in our patron-only chat. You get a birthday episode about you, which is a top five list that... Um, we basically, uh, I don't know, talk about uh, what we talk about things that we think about you, and hopefully they're not true. Uh, there are higher levels, which help out the show even more. The patron of unusual size, Alec, uh, got a chance to come on our Jaws four episode, and also got to curate an episode about Jaws. And uh, we're we're gonna look into maybe get him to curate another episode in the near future. Uh, and we thank all of our patrons very much, and we are very happy that you guys are out there. And there's some great channels in that Discord chat. Uh, one of the other ones that's become really popular is Omar's Music Cave. Yeah, Omar, yeah there's did always... Did you happen to see the the song that I sent you the other day? Um, I did. It was... Um... It was one that you had asked about. Yeah. You, I like I like the... I like when you put things in there. In, in, in there. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, I like when you put things in in the, in the Omar's music cave because we have pretty pretty different music tastes, mm-hmm. and I love um, I love being exposed to new music. But like when it's just me, I know what I like, and I listen to the like pretty much the same thing a lot. But I, it's not the same when you expose yourself. Is that what you're saying? Well, and yeah, exactly. And when I expose myself, often I end up. In a jail cell of some kind. So I try to wait for other people to expose me to their music. Um, but yeah, so Big and Rich, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And then uh, yeah, Greg's last one in there the was Stereophonics, the right? And then um, yep. who else? Uh, let's see. There's there's so much good stuff in here. The last one I put in there was Pearl Jam. Um there's there uh, oh and then I did a Rolling Stones one because Charlie Watts died. There's a lot. There's always the Omar's Music Cave is is always kicking. Um, we also have a new one in there that I really enjoy that I would like to see more in. Um, it's Jubal's Pavilion of Food, por- uh, porno- <laughs> Pavilion of Food Pornography, and there's always like delicious food pictures in there. Um, so I, I recipes and I, yeah, I want to see more of that because I'm. A huge food lover. 
Yes. Nice homemade. Okay, so we're gonna, we're going to do our top ten. We're going to do our top fives here because I finally I've, I've got them pulled up. So we are doing as the end of our summer of '87 stuff. We are going to do the top five movies of the summer of '87, but also the worst five movies for us of summer of '87. I'm going to start off since you've mentioned him a couple times. Jubal's Matt is his name. He did the top five summer of '87 movies, and you guys can yell at him as I as I say them to see if he's right or wrong. Okay. Um, See, so these are only the movies that came out from June to the end of August. He's doing the the best movies. He's doing the best. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. Yes. Number five, The Monster Squad, which we've covered in the past. Number four, RoboCop. Mm, okay. Number three, Lost Boys. Okay, of course. Number two, Predator. And number one, Spaceballs, and he even put the exclamation point. So are we good on that? We we okay? All right. He he yes, he has passed. I'm okay. That I would rearrange his list, but yeah. Okay. But generally speaking, we're good, right? Yeah, okay. I All think right, so. Fair enough. Okay. I am going to play the next one. And this is Alec, our patron of unusual size. He has done a voicemail. Hey, give me five podcast. This is Alec. Top five movies are summer uh, movies from nineteen eighty seven. Uh let's see here. Uh going to mention two honorable two honorable mentions that are really good movies, maybe even better than some of the ones that I'm gonna list above it, but I don't I don't particularly love them the same way. That's Robocop and Full Metal Jacket. Those are really good movies, but for summer movies, uh, the the following five are the ones that I like the best. Uh number five is The Lost Boys. Is this, it might be my favorite vampire movie. Number four, Beverly Hills Cop 2, basically because I love Eddie Murphy. Number three, Dirty Dancing. As you all know, I love that movie. Uh, number two, The Untouchables. Uh, just an all-timer. Sean Connery, De Niro, Costner, a bunch of other people. And then number one is Predator, uh, which is you know, an all-time Arnold classic. So that's my list. Hope you like it. Also, a good list. It's it's very interesting that these these lists really are a just a little peek into people's brains because all of these movies happen to be good. Mm-hmm. It's just how you want to arrange them. Agreed. Right. Like when Omar says my number one is Superman four, we know just a little peek into his brain. And, it's uh, malfunctioning. Yes. <laughs> so I will also do. I I can do my top five movies of ni- the summer of nineteen eighty seven as well. Go for it. My, uh, I'm going to go with, man, I'm now wanting to rearrange this because I'm all, I'm deciding whether it's like watchability or quality of the movie as well, but I will go with, um, RoboCop as number five, Predator as number four, Spaceballs, which I just watched like two weeks ago with my child and it held up as number three, Mm -hmm. uh, Number two is going to be Lost Boys. Awesome movie. And if I really, honestly, if I focus on the soundtrack while I'm thinking about it, that immediately jumps to number one, even mm-hmm. though um, they're, it's, it, one and two are very close. But um, for pure quality of movie, I'm going to have to go with Untouchables as um, my number one. But also because Such I love my wife. movie, though, isn't it? Yeah. And the, the, the baby carriage thing and mm-hmm. all that, but also because I love my wife and I would like my wife to love me. We know the true number one is actually Dirty Dancing, but I'm just saying Untouchables. Um, 
but she is currently holding some sort of pointy object at my throat and pointing at well, where I wrote we, Dirty Dancing. Well, we knew that Dirty Dancing was going to be your de facto number one, so we just removed that from the equation. And this yeah. is your top five other than Dirty Dancing. There we go. And I thank you for that. Um, take that, divorce lawyers. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, there, I, I thought it was assumed that Dirty Dancing was number one and everything else was just like a byproduct. Yeah, exactly. Right? But it wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys got for the top five best? Uh, Rob, you want to go? You want me to go? What do you want? It doesn't matter. I can go if sure. you want. All right. At number five, I do have the Monster Squad. At number four, I've got Adventures of Babysitting. These were my top five movies. So I've got Adventures in Babysitting at number four. At number three, I've got The Untouchables. But number two and number one are both because they are quite possibly the best movie in their particular genres. You could make arguments for them being the best movie in their genre. And at number two, I've got Spaceballs, the best, uh, one of the best spoof movies ever made. And at number one, I've got The Lost Boys, one of the best vampire movies. Agreed. That'll work. Okay, Omar, take us out of the best ones, because then we're going to have to do the worst. Well, um, okay. <clears throat> you know how usually I have like 19 <laughs> top fives? Yes. And, and now you've got 50. For the last couple of weeks, I've just had five. Well, I couldn't do that this week. So I have my honorable mentions. Um, one of them is Summer School because, like, this is for me. Like, that's I remember that from that time, and I love it. And my other honorable, honorable mention will be Dirty Dancing because I never watched it until we did our thing this, this summer, and it was a really good movie. Like, it was, it was very good. Um, number five, I'm going to go Full Metal Jacket. Uh, number four... I'm going to go La Bamba, because there's the whole music connection for me, but it was just a great movie. Um, number three, Predator. <clears throat> that was, three and two were hard for me to, like, kind of <clears throat> put those in order. Um, two is Lost Boys. I didn't know which one to go with two and three, so they're kind of tied for me. And for number one, I cheated, and I did a tie. Um... <clears throat> Because that's how I do things. So I'm I'm tied he, he's between... New, he's the new guy, Rob. Just remember. <laughs> I don't understand the rules. Um, for number one, <clears throat> I have Untouchables. Obviously. Because it's fantastic. But it, but also fantastic for its genre is Spaceballs. And I couldn't pick between the two. I'll, expe- I'll accept and, that. And actually. Spaceballs, for me, like, I, I remember be- I remember that, that year, well, like, you know, in the years following... So what what was your number five? My my number my actual number five was Full Metal Jacket. Okay, so that one falls off the list, and then you have five on your list. No, I'm not, I can't take it off. That's how I can't, that I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> no, he's... Because then if I if I take that off the list, then Untouchables and Spaceballs, one of them I'll have to pick for number two, and I'd rather no, you just, jump off my you just balcony. do a one A one B, but you still only have five so movies. It's it, it's fine. He's he's allowed. <sighs> I have so much anxiety See, right now. <laughs> no, no one, no one holds us to these. No, no one holds us to these. 
so uh, 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 say anything. Right. Uh, we're going to do our, our worst movies now. Worst because, movies! Because it was actually almost easier to do it that. It was easier. And I can, I can start off with this. Um, I did this based on the sheer amount of anger I felt and having to push myself to watch this, each of these movies. Uh, my number five is House 2. Mm-hmm. as the worst movie of the summer of 87, fifth worst movie. Uh, number four, we didn't actually talk about it, but we will at some point, I'm sure. Uh, Garbage Pill Kids mm-hmm. is my number four. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, Jaws, The Revenge, in wh- uh, which it was actually in a way good-bad, just in the sheer idea of a shark that wants revenge for something that he had nothing to do with. Um. So that was my number three. Number two, Superman 4, which was as god-awful as I remembered it the first time. And uh, number one, for the most painful movie I had to watch over the summer of 87, and it was the immediately the first one that came to mind, was The Care Bears uh, Adventures in Wonderland. That movie was so painful and boring to watch that it, I think it was a... Th- I think I had to watch it to try to sit down and watch it for three, three times. And I was going to be like, well, my kid will watch it. It's a cartoon. And then I started watching it, and I'm like... I don't want to put him through this. I actually love him. <laughs> so Care Bears Adventures of Wonderland with the freaky, uh, not Jafar bad guy is the worst movie of the summer of 87. Fair enough. We should actually cut off all diplomatic ties with Canada as a result of this movie. <laughs> um, do you want me to go, Rob? Do you want to go? Go ahead. Okay. So my f- number five is Care Bears. Because mm. I would have never... It's terrible, but I would have not watched it no matter what. Even when I was 11, I didn't want to watch it. Um, number four is Garbage Pail Kids, because it's just horrible. Um, number three is House 2, for me. Um, and the reasons for my number two and my number one are are both the same. The reasons that those are so high up is these are movies that at any period in my life I would want to watch. And they were so disappointing. So number two, I'm going to go with Jaws the Revenge, Jaws 4. And number one, Superman 4. Because those are the movies that I I expected the most from. Because it's Jaws and Superman. You know what I mean by that? Like the other ones... Like, whatever, fine. Okay, fine. Care Bears, I don't care anyway. It was just terrible. And House 2, like, I saw House 1, and what do you expect? But, like, Jaws and Superman, you want, like, you're expecting a certain thing. You expect a quality Correct. Movie. And, man, did, did we not, not get deliver. it. Is that fair? Is that, does that yeah, make my, sense? That, that's totally fair. And my list my list looks very similar to that. Um, I... I did not put Garbage Pail Kids on the list because I haven't seen it in so long that it you just know, you it, wait. It, so so my number five is Masters of the Universe. That was um, an honorable mention my number, for me. Yeah, yeah. My number four is House Two. My number three. I'm gonna rearrange my list a little bit because um, Omar is absolutely correct. My number three is gonna be Care Bears. I did have Care Bears at number two, but my number three is gonna be Care Bears. My number two is going to be Superman 4, and that's only because I was able to entertain myself for the whole movie going, Jeremy Spoken. <laughs> nice reference. Thank you. So so Superman 4 is number two, and Jaws 4 is number one. For the same reason I had, right? Because you expect more yeah. from those. 
Because they should have been good right. movies, and they just were not. <sighs> oh, that's that does it. Yeah. That does it for the summer of 87. My weird little idea that became a thing, and people seem to like it. We've got some positive compliments, so thank you about that. Um, we'll have to figure out what we're doing for the summer of next year. Uh, I don't that's know what if we... we're going to call it, the summer of next year. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Fair enough. But you know what so I'm interested. You know to... what I'm happy about now, though. Like, I mean, I know what? we're we're only coming into September, so I'm a little bit early. I, I know I'm early, but summer of '87 is over. But v- sooner than you think, because time goes by much faster than I would like it to. We're going back into like the holiday season. So, yeah. Oh, we're already there. Halloween Horror Nights starts on boom. Friday. That's what I'm talking about. So now we're going to have... Okay, there it is. See what I'm saying? We're going to get some fun Looking horror forward. movies. Not the not the over-the-top slasher ones, but we're going to do some fun. We do. We tend to focus on the fun ones. Yeah. Because we're not a pure horror podcast. And I love every Christmas when we do our... Because it seems like every year around Christmas, we do our Christmas uh, horror flick. <laughs> Krampus. <laughs> God, every year I have to write a quiz of weird... Uh, weird christmas traditions from other from countries, other countries. And, yep. and I, yeah but i'm telling you all that i mean i i realize it's still like august technically and september is like a couple days away but goer coender but those fucking yep. <laughs> those um the holidays right around the corner it's good it's coming up fast i'm excited you're like hey, and that sounds dangerous and terrifying there's no way that's true well that one's true <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to figure out some more of those. Okay, so let's let's close out here. So, how can people reach us very quickly? Uh, Omar, that's you. Um, let's see. Here. Actually, no, I think that's me. Is it me? Well, just go. Yeah, ahead. it's fine. Um, the best way is gimme five podcast. dot com. If you want to take a look, um, you can send things to gimme five podcast at gmail dot com, and then you can tell Greg, you know, all the reasons that he's terrible. Um, by the way, every time I every time I say gimme five podcast. It's F-I-V-E, not a number five, okay? So give me five podcast, F-I-V-E, at gmail.com. Um, give me five podcast.com. On Facebook or and Instagram, it's give me five pod. Um, you can leave a review on iTunes. Actually, that would be really, 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 really helpful. Um, or whatever other podcast app you might be using to listen to us. Um, I know I go through iTunes through the one on my iPhone, but... That's not the main, necessarily the main one, you know, globally. Um, there's also gimme5podcast.threadless.com if you want to get some interesting um, and fun things to wear or maybe put on your, you know, whatever, to decorate yourself with. Um, <laughs> right? Am I wrong? I might give it a gimme5podcast gimme tattoo on my forehead. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Let's see. Um, so please leave us a review. Please check out our Facebook and Instagram pages. Give me five podcast.com. And remember, it's F I V E, not the number five. And guys, as always, we want you to give us five. Oh, we got a new review. Excellent. Yeah. Someone thinks we have a great podcast and that we're funny. Oh. Might, might be listening to a different podcast here. So. Is that what the review says? No, no, no. And also, uh, another, we got two. <laughs> no, it actually says we're terrible, but, you know, we read between the lines, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah. That's not what they really meant to say. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for the reviews.
Did you want to do your thing, Rob? I already did it, and then you stepped on it. Oh, well, I, miss, I, I missed it. Sorry, I was busy looking at our awesome reviews. <laughs> Motherfucker.